0: This is Brian Waffler with another episode of the Chasing Tone Podcast, a podcast about guitars, amps, effects, as well as a healthy dose of interesting off-topic discussions. Joining me today again is Blake Wyland, host of the Tone Mob Podcast, entrepreneur, and effects pedal junkie, as well as Travis Feaster, since this is the seven-year anniversary episode. Travis is the Chasing Tone Podcast former host, so let's jump into it. Hey, fellas. Hey, what's up? Hey, hey. So, uh, Travis, you pro- yeah, I didn't tell you this, but this is, uh, well, when this episode comes out, this will be like almost exactly seven-year anniversary of the podcast. Holy cow. Yeah. Of the, of the one that me and Max did first or the one yeah. that you did with us? No, no. The one that you and Max did first on June 20th, 2014. Oh, oh my
1: gosh. <laughs> so Max lives in Canada now. What? <laughs> I mean, not really. Oh. He's in... <laughs> <laughs> he's in Mishawaka, <laughs> which yeah. is
0: like basically Canada, yeah, basically
1: pretty, Canada. pretty <laughs> much Canada.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, Travis, this is, this is cool for me because I started listening to, to the original version of Chasing Tone way back in the day. Okay. And it was part of the thing that made me go like, well, this is really cool. I like this. Like my friend told me about it and I was like, how, how is this going to work? What is this going to be like? You know? Yeah. And, uh, he and he's like, oh, it's just guy's just you know shooting the breeze about you know guitars and horsing around. I'm like, I don't know, that doesn't sound like that much fun. <laughs> right. And I tuned in. I was like, this is fantastic. <laughs> and then I I listened to everything and I was like, I wonder if I could start a podcast. And that's where
1: and the, look at yours, man. It took off. <laughs>
2: yeah, so, but I would never have done it if it hadn't been for you guys. So well, it's,
1: it's funny. I fought it. I fought it because Brian was like, we should do a podcast, and I'm like, what's a podcast? <laughs> and he was like, I'm so behind. And he was like, and he was like, yeah, just, and he sent me all these links to popular podcasts at the time. And of course, being a fantastic employee, I didn't listen to any of them. And <laughs> <laughs> I, I so I he was like, yep.
0: <laughs> Drag to <a> trash <laughs> bin. <laughs> and so
1: Max, Max and I did one and Brian's like, oh man, that's really great. Like, what did you style it off of? I was like, Dude, it's like sports talk radio without talking about sports. That's literally all it is. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And he was like, yeah, I guess so. I was like, why didn't you just say that? He's like, I don't watch
2: sports. (laughs) That was a good Brian impression, too. That That was solid.
0: Oh, my gosh. So So the listeners can't see, but I don't know if you both can see oh, chairs in a way. You should see this awesome drum set that Travis is storing <laughs> at my house. <laughs> I, try- oh. I tried to give it back to him and he forgot. He's like, Air just holts. left. Air the V drums. He forgot. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I wouldn't call them V drums. They're E drums. They're e like drums. the Fisher Price, my first electronic drum kit
2: okay (laughs) nice
0: yeah i tried to i tried to bust out some grooves on him and i i I have no
1: groove i have no drum groove at all man Mm -hmm. and and i will say e-drums are way harder to get a feel for than acoustic drums oh yeah I'll, i'll sit behind acoustic drums acoustic drums and i can i'm no drummer don't get me wrong but i can sit in with a band and be fine for like two or three songs before i'm out of all my chops or whatever, but on the e drums, man, I fight them. It's hard.
2: Yeah, they don't. They don't respond the same. I'm a terrible no. drummer. I'm. I, shouldn't, <laughs> uh, I have this nice Gretsch kit over here that my friend's been storing here forever, and I'll hop on it once in a while, and I'll be like, Uh, don't do that. Don't do that." But <laughs> it's so <Ooh>.
1: fun. <laughs> it is fun.
2: Yeah, it is a lot of fun. <laughs> but so, uh, I've got a bit of a conundrum.
1: Okay, I want to hear this.
2: Okay, so it's it's a, this is the epitome of first world problems, um, right. as in it's not a problem at all. But so I have this Rick and three hundred and sixty, and it's I don't sell guitars, I don't get rid of gear hardly ever, but every so often this one gets up kind of on the chopping block where I'm like, I like this guitar, but it's also the guitar I played the the least, mm-hmm. um, and I'll play it and be like, oh yeah, I shouldn't get rid of this. This is fun. But today I I went my friend is getting ready to open a guitar store and he's collecting he, he's he's managed one for years but he's now striking out on his own um, nice. and he's collecting a bunch of gear in a, the basement of his house to get ready to start this store. And so I went to buy this Boss OC2 from him today which I did do. Nice. And he's like, "Oh, check this out." And he, he there's this this little box on the floor and he takes the cover off of it and it is a 1968 Orange 212 cab. Uh 68, I believe, is when Orange started. And it's oh, super clean. It's got two cream backs in it. Um with the original orange label on it. And the cover is original. And you just you just don't see these things very often. Right. Like it's it's right. very, very very rare piece of, of gear, at least in this neck of the woods. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I don't need that. And he's like, well, guy was going to trade me a Rickenbacker for it. He's like, but he's not really sure if he wants to or not now. And I was like, I have a Rickenbacker. <laughs> <laughs> but Rickenbackers are kind of hard to come by around here too, which is the main reason I haven't ended up, you know, pulling the trigger and getting rid of it. It's like, oh, yeah, they're, they're hard to find, notoriously hard to find one to try. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you can't even, like... Even at Nam, you know, you remember the Rickenbacker booth, right? Like, it looks like the most glorious booth ever, and you go there to grab a guitar, and they're all zip-tied down to the (laughs) thing. Like, So it's, like, hard to even find the Rickenbacker to play. And so I'm, like, I'm really on the fence. I don't know what to do. I want this orange cab.
1: Well, you've come to the right place because I I I am full of great
2: advice for this. Okay, perfect. (laughs) So the 360, it's a 12 string, right? Uh, the, the, my 360 is a six string. it a six they, string. They have okay. a 12 string, but but yeah.
1: Okay. Just because I have some insider knowledge of how Rickenbacker works. Okay. Right. First okay. off, so my new job, sorry, I'm not trying to like pimp my job, but I work for the professional division of Guitar Center called okay. GC Pro. Right. And I actually just sold a Rickenbacker. It, it was a 330, but it happened to be the last one we had in stock but Mm -hmm. during this process i learned a ton about how rickenbackers are made and i don't know if you knew this or not but basically they pick a guitar to make and that's it they do that run so for instance it's the 330 so they'll just do all the 330s and then they'll stop production of 330s then they'll do 360s so depending on where they're at in the production scale or model or time frame You don't know when that one's going to be available. So quite literally, you could buy a new 360, purchase it from Rickenbacker or, uh, well, one of their dealers, Mm -hmm. and not get it for potentially 18 months.
0: Okay. So
1: that is a factor. Mm -hmm. Okay. That being said, they're not making any more 1968 orange cabs. No. You can't can't order one and get one of those again in 18 months. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But um, I actually have a call in to Rickenbacker for another customer for another 330. When I hear back from them, I'll ask them about the availability of 360s. That way you'll have more information.
2: <laughs> yeah, that, that could be helpful. Because I, I do have a friend who said, I hey, I, I got a good relationship with this retailer and they basically said they can get me a, an okay deal on Rickenbackers, you know, kind of as they have them. But again, it's like, as they have as them. As they have them. Yeah. You know, so. like I'm
1: looking right now on our website and we got a 12 string, but not a six, you know? Mm-hmm. So
2: it's like, oh, mm-hmm. bummer. <laughs> yeah, and this is a Jet Glow one, which is like, I that's black, my preferred uh, yeah, finish. That's the yeah. black one, right? yeah. Yep.
0: You know, yeah, my fa- my favorite one is the three thirty five from Epiphone.
2: <laughs> so I've heard, I've yeah. heard rumor about that. Yeah.
0: Travis is trying to upsell me to the Gibson, and I'm so close,
1: I, so close. I'm so, just saying, probably your favorite your favorite tones you've heard out of three thirty five style guitars on popular recordings were probably not Epiphone. <laughs> probably not. I, probably I, I, not. Not that that means anything.
0: I'm just saying. Of course, you do have Jack. Um, oh shoot, from the Allman Brothers, Pearson. Pearson, mm-hmm. thank you. Um, who plays Squires? You know, yeah,
1: that's true. That, that's true. Absolutely. But Gibson gives him free guitars, so. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is, I need to ask Jack if
0: I can have one of them
1: or Gibson.
2: <laughs> the right yeah, G-
0: Gibson. Just when I when I asked them that, they're like, "Who?". <laughs> yeah, and. Uh,
1: then they didn't reply after that. <laughs> that that reminds me. That reminds me of uh, one of my favorite promotions I ever ran for my band. Was I uh, I put a um, a flyer up in a in a restaurant or bar or wherever we were playing, and it said and it had quotes from like whatever, like the Indianapolis Star, and then my last one it said who. BB King, right. <laughs> <laughs> never heard of, them. Mm. but but no, they're back to the Rickenbacker uh, thing. They are hard to come by. Yeah, but man, I'm a bad influence for you here, Blake, because I love vintage gear. Yeah, like, me vintage too. gear is my thing. Mm-hmm. Like I will pay stupid amounts of money for a sound that a new piece of gear can get me at a fraction of a cost just so I can say I have that vintage piece of gear I know <laughs> I know, but it, it holds its value is the thing it know?
2: does that's the thing is like I mean the Rickenbackers are pretty solid like they mm-hmm. don't really they they all kind of cost the same no matter where you look right um I did get this one on a good really good price years ago because the cl- store was closing and they were just blowing everything out nice um but yeah, they're not like you said. They're not making any more of those orange cabs. And this one's in <laughs> such good shape with the and original cover, original cover. I mean, it's it looks like it's just been kind of parked in somebody's corner for years, you know. And I'm just like, I, I don't need it, but I want it. I know? always
1: weigh opportunity versus availability. That's mm-hmm. what I all. That's what I like. For instance, my favorite amp is a it's a 1969. I'm looking at it right now, mm-hmm. Marshall 20 watt. Okay, right, right. and. I knew I was spending a little bit too much money on it because of the availability of them and the opportunity in which I had at that moment. I was like, I got the money. I can do the deal. I don't know when I'll be able to do this deal again. And sure enough, I mean, I've, I think I paid like 1800 bucks for the thing, which was too much. And that was years and years and years ago. Maybe at
2: the time that was too much. That's That's a pretty good deal now. (laughs) Yeah. Now
1: it's a steal. Mm -hmm. But I mean, at the time that was just, I didn't get a good deal. It's just kind of what they cost. Right. but now I if something happened to that amp I couldn't afford to replace it. Right. You know, so the thing that kind of comes into play too if you you know that orange is probably not going to depreciate. No. I don't know. I, no, I'm a proponent.
2: <laughs> no, and that's the other thing is it's 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 not going to depreciate and it's not going to get beat up. I'm not going to tour with it or anything. It's going to mm. be a recording thing. That's what yeah. I'll use it for. So and it is definitely a sound that I do not have. In the, the stable. So yeah, there's, there's some, and the, the main reason I'm also considering the trade versus just buying the thing is a, like I wasn't just, I didn't just have that money laying around, you know, at the moment, but like B is the guy's trying to start his store and he really wants inventory. He's like, he's like, do you have anything to trade? Do you have anything to trade? Like, that, you don't get that very often, you know. And, and I want to help him, you know. I want him to have inventory for his store when he gets going. And uh, um, he would be willing to sell just sell it to me. But I know he would rather, you know... Get something right. in return. So, so uh,
0: since he wants, since he's wanting to trade, how many Wampler pedals for uh, for a Gibson 335? Yeah.
2: <laughs> just curious. I mean, he is trying to get. He wants to open a store and have 200 pedals in stock. So I'm, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. You, know, you probably I've, could figure something out.
0: I've got 200.
2: I've got two of them. <laughs> he, he would probably be—he be, he would probably he be flexing? willing to do some horse training. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> pedal flexing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> let <clears throat> me call Hank up. He'd—he'd he'd be interested to—you to, know—talk about. It. I don't know if he has any Gibsons. I'll have to look at the list. But he has some cool stuff, obviously. Well,
1: I say go for the cab. That's what I say. We, but which? which <laughs> so, Travis, and so we did
0: that Ace Thirty or. I think it was a 30 video and Max, um, brought over his Rickenbacker. What was, what was that? Was that a three
1: thirty? I don't remember. I I'd, didn't have like to go, I'd have to go back and watch the video. That
0: was my first time playing one. And probably my last time playing one. <laughs> you played. I
1: didn't, <laughs> yeah. I didn't like it.
0: You played and two it, Rickenbackers that day, your first one and your last one. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, just not a fan of it can make it it didn't sound like a telly didn't sound like a les Paul. I'm like
1: sucks <laughs> it's i mean it's definitely it's its own thing you know but yeah i mean i don't i don't love them but i don't dislike them i i i play in a tom petty tribute band um i'm not not really proud of that by any means but um uh, <laughs> our uh our tom petty in that band plays a uh one of the uh, 360 12 strings, mm-hmm. and it's perfect. It great. sounds so great for that band. Yeah, that'd so be they, perfect for that. They have their place, but I, I couldn't see myself. I want to like them because it's something cool and it's different,
2: but, you know, I don't know. You I, know I where say, the it, man. <laughs> where, where, where I've found that it really shines, and it's ironic because it would really work well with this orange cab, is uh, drop-tuned and lots of fuzz. (laughs) I can totally
1: see that though, you know?
2: Yeah. Um, And every time I play it, I, I, that's how I, I'm like, Oh yeah, this, I don't really like this clean or even kind of dirty. It needs to be filthy dirty. And then it's like, (laughs) Ooh, this thing is fun. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) You know? So that's awesome. Yeah. 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 And then there's the other part of me where it's like, you know, maybe, maybe I have something else floating around here that I can, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know.
1: See, I'm a, I am a horse trader, man. I love it. I, I specifically buy pieces of gear just to use as trade bait. Like, Uh it's like, I don't really want that, but there's a good deal on that. And I know it's going to appreciate, I'll hang on to it for a little while. And then if something cool comes along, I can trade. Right. I I like, love that. I, you know, but I like the haggle, you know I mean? I like the, (laughs) I like the deal. So to me, I like, I I have gear that I would trade. There's really only one guitar that that I wouldn't trade. And I don't know if you can see it right there, but that's a, that's my 64 Strat. That's, uh, that's, well, yeah, I get it. That's, yeah, that's I, going to my kids. I'm going to, I'm going to tell them to sell it the day I die and split the money. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, so that's, see, that's me. I'm just a hoarder. I don't get rid of, I've gotten rid of one guitar, one guitar and I regret it. So <laughs> See, I,
1: I have, own. I have the ones to where I regret not buying certain guitars. Like I'll never forget. I'll never forget the year. I remember the month. (laughs) Mm. It was was January 2011. I was getting ready to go on tour and I had to have a bunch of money to pay for plane tickets for the whole band to go overseas. And sure enough, I had the money and this impending tour. And then a 1968 uh, Candy Apple Red Telecaster with Factory Bigsby.
2: Oh, came up
1: for sale right in my wheelhouse, right in the price range. And I mean, I think it was like right around three thousand bucks back then. Mm-hmm. so i i don't I won't even allow myself to look and see how much something like that costs now, but it's probably more than three thousand bucks. It's more than three thousand bucks. I have
2: <laughs> almost not not the exact same scenario, but similar guitar thing where i it was a sixty three jazz master with the oh. the all the vibe that I like which was a olympic white reefin over yes. a burst oh. and the burst was poking through because it'd been played for years and years mm. a slab board all that good stuff and it was about 3 grand around the same time frame oh. and i was just like don't have that right now <laughs> Yeah, i, <can't."> I know
1: <laughs> i know and it's it it sucks too cuz like I don't know, then you get older and you get in a situation where you have a little bit of money and then you have kids and you are you feel like you're literally taking food out of their mouth anytime you buy a set of guitar strings. So you're like, <laughs> oh, I just got these elixirs, it's been on there six months. I'll just keep playing those. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I don't want, I like you, I don't want to look now because I'm sure it's eight to 12 and uh, uh, I'll never, I'll never get one at that point. You know,
1: there, there is one that I sold that I wish I had back. And it's so funny too, you know, I, I saw a picture on, on my Instagram or whatever come up. And there's a picture of me and my like infant son. And I'm holding this 1955 Les Paul jr. Oh yeah. And you know, my wife's like, I miss him being that age. I'm like, I miss that guitar. <laughs> <laughs> I still got the kid, but, uh <laughs> but that one I did really well yeah. on. So I'm not upset by that at all. But, uh but I, I got a, a conundrum here and okay. this is where I think, um, Mr. Wampler can provide some insight because he seems to be at least way more hip to the the impulse responses and stuff than I am. <laughs>
0: Usually, right? when people say hip and my name in the same sentence, <laughs> they're
2: talking about how I am the opposite of that. Or they're <laughs> talking about maybe you should get a replacement.
1: Right. right, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, okay. So I have found myself amp poor. And I used to have just tons of options of amps, but I got this Marshall and I was like, man, I, it does great rock, which I, I play just straight ahead rock. I play in classic rock band. Of course, that Tom Petty thing. I play in original rock band, blues bands, country bands that Marshall will do it all. But I recently started playing some heavier music and it just doesn't scratch that itch. Right. So I'm thinking I don't want to spend a ton of money. Okay. So, I'm thinking $1,500. I would love to have some type of situation to where I don't have to mic a cab. I can just go impulse responses, right? So, ideally, it'd be cool to have an amp that just had an IR loader built in it, but those cost a fortune right now. Um, And then you have, like, um, obviously, like, two notes makes the captor X, right? Mm -hmm. But I think that might be overkill for what I need. I don't know.
0: I don't think so. I use I don't have the Captor X yet, but uh, that's because I'm usually just going into my DAW. Okay. But if I gig like you did, would be Captor X all day long. Really? Yes, absolutely. It's Is a great. A- it's a great attenuator, and as far as the IR loader, you can load a little bit longer IRs as well. So rather than like little short ones, which just unless you're using like a 57 or something. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't, it's not particularly, I'm not very fond of the shorter IRs personally.
1: Yeah, I, I, don't, um, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> it, well, I mean, it's because,
0: because the IR is kind of like, it's kind of like, it's like EQ.
1: fidelity of it or
0: something. It's, it's like, it, kind of like EQ over time, sort of. So whenever you hit a chord, like stuff resonates. And kind of bounces around in a room a little bit. Okay. And so that IR is actually capturing all that stuff too. That's why, you know, you can get like half a second IRs uh, and then some of the cheaper IR units are like 20
1: milliseconds or something silly. And it's just, you don't get all that resonance with it. And that brings me back to to this. So on that two notes, that specific one, I can load third-party IRs on it. Yeah. I am 99.9% sure. Yeah. And and I'm sure the ones from two notes sound great. Their wall of sound plugin, all that stuff. Yeah, man, I'm a simple creature of habit. I, I, it took, you know how long it takes to actually go through IRs and decide you love one. You know (laughs) know what I mean? It takes forever. About three weeks. Exactly. (laughs) So I found one that I absolutely love with my Marshall. Right. And it's made by Celestion and, uh, and I I just love it. It's their cream back one. And, um, Mm -hmm. man, it just works perfect with that amp. So that's important to me. It's like, okay, get an amp to where I can load that IR on it. And then there's my cab, man, I'm Mm -hmm. ready to go. So, okay. I'll look into that, but now that just leaves me where, what kind of amp do I buy? I'm thinking about like one of those, um, what is it? It's not the. Is it the Runt Twenty from Friedman? From Friedman? That's a cool one. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I also like that JJ Junior that they have, but that's got that onboard cab simulator in it. I and I don't know enough about
0: Friedman's amps to know whether that's an IR thing or not.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because uh, it could just be a analog cab sim, which isn't quite the same. Doesn't do, doesn't yeah, doesn't scratch um, the itch for me quite the same. See, I'm not a fan of those. Yeah,
1: right, right. Because I remember back in the day. You had that ADA made one, right? Oh, Yeah, I still have that old piece. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of But know. I mean, it, it's cool. It does what it does. But and and that, mean, it is great. Like in nineteen ninety five, right? Awesome. And yeah. that that IR uh, that I'm sorry, the Capture X, that's a load box as well, right? Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. pretty stupid on this yep. stuff. So yep, okay.
0: so you can like literally run it into that and not have a cab.
1: That's see, and, it, and it's safe. See, yeah. man, I'm just so, gonna well, pull the trigger.
2: I got a couple questions to. To go down the amp trail a little bit. So when you say heavier, like what are we talking about? Exactly. Okay.
1: Um, well, <laughs> '90s rock. Okay. So like, uh, yeah. I I play in a '90s rock band and like dude, Weezer stuff. Yeah, like Alice in Chains, Stone Temple okay. Pilots. You know, nothing, like, super, super heavy. Like, I don't know, think, like, Kiss 65 is the heaviest I would need to go.
2: Okay. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) I almost think that you could probably get by with your Marshall. Uh, You think? I I think you could get by with your Marshall on the right distortion pedal. I really do. Okay. Yeah. See, I don't know if maybe it doesn't have quite enough headroom to do that. It might start breaking up and getting you that kind of crunchy thing that you're used to before it would you know, you might run into before you would actually get the pedal sound. See, but and- I think you might be able to pull it off.
1: See, maybe I need to try that because I need something that has like that preampy sound. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like kind of like
0: a Sedano SLO thirty. <laughs> right.
2: You got three Kinda grand like that. I could borrow? Yeah. <laughs> you could just you could just order one. Oh, wait a minute.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Uh, not yet. Not right now. Not right now. Too soon, Blake. Sorry. Right.
0: <laughs> you have to dig positive. about the trash, I guess. Yeah.
2: Oh no. There's they probably still sound great let's be honest they just smell a little weird yeah (laughs) which i think would be awesome
1: i mean i think quite frankly i think that would look cooler than snakeskin yes (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. this is charcoal color (laughs) i mean it's actually charcoal yes
2: (laughs) but but yeah i don't know i don't know exactly what the headroom's like on that marshall but that's my gut i bet you could find a distortion pedal that would get you in that that territory and you'd probably be pretty happy
1: sounds like i need to come come out to o'brien's house and say hey man let me play through some of your dirt boxes. Mm-hmm. You
0: could. I'm just going to say, dude, this, see that Sedona amp sitting up
1: there? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you need. I dude, I mean, you're not wrong about that. Where, he's where, not. He's not. Well, Brian, I'm spoiled rotten. He let me borrow that amp. Oh. And boy. I had it in my possession for 2 weeks, and other than my only complaint is it's really loud. But it that is that still, can be still fixed. loud. That can be fixed. That can be attenuated. And it even sounds good at lower volumes. But, you know, to get that like sweet spot in it, oh, it sounds so good, but it's so loud. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's got some volume. uh, But yeah, the availability and price on those is just, I mean, it's worth it. I'm not going to say it's too expensive, but I will say it's out of my budget. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Where a Dracaris
2: might not be. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah Right. Yeah. Right. You know, I haven't even tried that pedal Isn't that terrible. It might yeah, get you, you where you're trying have to go. You? I know, I know. I need to, I need to, I need to try it.
0: I have so many like little prototype circuits. I guess I could give you one of those, but then you couldn't stomp on it. You'd have to be real <laughs> gentle and pre- press the button with
1: your fingers. All I know is when you gave me the very first, uh, Plexi drive deluxe, it's, not okay it's in my my little thing over here but uh you gave me that prototype and I took it on tour with me and I don't know what happened to it but one show I stepped on it and it was a fuzz pedal then I don't know if it was just maybe a dead battery or I don't know what it was, but it was the you most. Found the, you found the secret a, function. Dude, it was amazing. And they had us going through 150 watt. Or they backlined 150 watt triple rectifiers. Yeah. And I put it on like the the clean crunch setting and just cranked it. Right. And it was hmm. so loud. And then I hit that and it, it felt like the amp just fell in on itself. And like, hmm. you know, like, Anytime you try to hit more than one note at the same time, it just crumbled. And I was like, this is the single greatest tone I'll ever have in my it's life. The best fuzz ever. It yes. is. It was, it was monstrous, dude. We, start,
0: <laughs> we should start building those. Just take, just have someone outside that just stomps on them a bunch until they stop working. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, I need to come try a Dracarys. Yeah. Good call on that, Blake. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I think, I think you'll probably be able to get there. That's my, that's my guess. Yeah. Is it-
0: is it the twenty watt Marshall you're talking?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's been a while since I heard that. I'm not sure. I mean, think black down. crows Check in them. a box. That's what it sounds like, man. Or or ACDC if you want it. You mm-hmm, know. Or mm-hmm. I, the, I wish it had like that real glass. The only thing it's missing for me that great Marshalls do is that real glassy thing. Yeah. You know, like the old Hendrix records have. It, yeah. It doesn't do that. But once again, I I, I had a an actual 68 50 watt plexi oh, that man. that did that sound. That was a super bass, though, or not super bass because it was 50 watt, but it was the, they called it the 1986 circuit. But hmm. I sold that one for like five mortgage payments. So I don't recommend that. <laughs> 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 to a bu- professional musician, five mortgage payments, you're like, woohoo, I don't even have to gig this month. That's right. <laughs> I can quit my
2: job uh, yeah. for the next five months. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and just do nothing but lay around and play pedals for yeah. five months
1: yeah i, I oh i got in so much trouble whenever i bought that amp i used our christmas money Whew. yeah don't don't ever buy the christmas <laughs> but, money to buy a guitar amp. Don't ever but it, do that. but it was your christmas though well yeah we didn't have kids yet we're oh, fine oh that well that's fine kids
2: see see that's fine thank you yeah, See. I support you. I'm yeah. here for you. <laughs> See, I just have went to the, you know, it's fine. It's for, you know, it's funny because with petals, because, and Lynn is never going to listen to this, but if she ever does, she she knows this to be true. So it's not a big deal. Right. She doesn't know or care about them, you know, and pedals are coming in and going, you know, like all the time. Right. So it's just kind of a normal thing. So this morning when I was like, yeah, I'm going to go pick this pedal up. It wasn't. A, it wasn't like, "Oh, you are." It was. It was right. just like, yeah. All right. All okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. all That's right. What go, you go do? The, yeah. And yeah. I'm like, it's for work. It's fine. <laughs> it's for work. I need a vintage Japanese OC two because it, because I do. It's for work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's important.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I, I'm super lucky with all that too. I mean, like my my wife's the one to wear Alpine over something, right? And. The, the best thing she can ever tell me to do is say, just get it. Because yeah. I'll say, oh, I want it, I want it, I want it, I want it. And then I'll tell her about it. She'll say, just get it. And then all of a sudden I'm like, ah, that's too much money. <laughs> you know, I talk myself out of it.
2: But, you know. Oh, that's not me. I'm like, <laughs> uh, I did that with my Les Paul custom. I was like, oh, I want, it, I want it. I want it. She's like, would you just shut up and go get it? Okay, see you later. <laughs> yeah, I'm out.
1: Yeah. So what's your conundrum, Brian? So other than I, hmm, whether or not you should buy a three thirty five.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, there is that. Uh, actually, this week I don't have a whole lot of conundrums. Other than uh, I've been messing a lot with mixing, a lot of recording and mixing stuff. Tell me more. So, me too. I um, I'm getting better, but I still kind of suck at it. So I've been watching uh, what's his name Joe. I think it's Joe Glider has a great, I think it's his name, uh, has a great channel on YouTube and it's, and they're all like eight or nine minutes which is perfect for me because I don't want to watch a three hour video about how to mix compression on vocals, you know? It's like, just give me the dirty info. Yeah, yeah, give me
1: the, give me the uh, plug in, I'll go. That's
2: right. 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 I want the the waves the CLA plug in and I hit the (laughs) preset. Done. So,
0: so so I'm listening to like all these songs um, and like, I I I guess I've known this before, but it's hitting me more now than it used to. Well, I hear a guitar, and I'm like, "That's a that's a massive guitar tone." And but I'm you know now based on experience, I'm like, "But I know like if you isolate that guitar tone, there's no bottom end. It's probably pretty bright. It's probably actually not that great of a guitar tone on record. Might've been fantastic in the studio, but by the time they got from point A to point B." I mean, it's something completely different, just based on what the song needed. So Travis, you I mean, you had a lot of experience with getting different guitars. You were talking about um used to be the opening song for this podcast years ago. What was it called? Uh uh Nickel Soul. Nickel Soul, yeah. Right. And you're telling me like it was a little bitty amp or something, but it sounds uh, well,
1: massive on it, it was a strat into um it was just a, a like a Mexican stratocaster into a buddha super drive 30 clean tone using a amp 11 by love pedal hmm. and it was like really really it sounded filtered almost like a cocked wah mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and then whenever uh it came in with the full band it was just like okay that sounds pretty mean <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. but so, my thought was like how like when you're I don't know if this is something you did or something the producer did. I probably did none of it. Like seriously. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I'm trying to figure out like ear wise how, I guess it's just experience. Like when you hear something like, Oh, we need something that's kind of Vox based. Let's throw some, some sort of dirt on it to create some sort of mid hump.
1: Okay. So in my personal experience, um, I can't say enough about this guy's name, Scott Velasco. And, um, he produced, uh, my last two records. And, he literally, like, the first time he said it, I was like, man, I'm the guitar player, right? <laughs> but I listened to him because I like, you know, I mean, you're paying a guy this money because of his expertise and his knowledge. So I told him from the very beginning, dude, I'm completely sold. I, I'm i going to do what you say for this record and we'll listen to the result. If we don't like it, then we'll go another way. But I'm I'm buying into your process. And But the first time he ever said it, it was a song I recorded called Break For You. And I used my 20-watt Marshall for the clean sound. And then, um, or I'm sorry, for the rhythm. And then he was like, hey, for the lead, let's not use that. Why don't you you use your Princeton Reverb? But we're going to run it into this buzz-fighting tuned cab and all this stuff. And I'm like, what? He's like, trust me, I've used this amp and this da-da-da-da-da. And man, I plugged into it. And I was like, that is the most beautiful Fender sound I've ever heard in my life. And I'm like, you were so right. But at first, I was like... Man, I'm the guitar player. I want to play that amp because they had a whole, they had a whole wall of amps and like one of the first ever DC 30s by Matchless ever oh. made. I mean, I, the Ooh. guy that owned the studio was personal friends with Mark Sampson. And he was like, Yeah, this is one of the first 10. Um, he actually gave it to Bonnie Raitt, and Bonnie Raitt finally gave it back, and you know, so it had all this provenance, and I was like, Oh, I want to play that. And he was like, not this song. <laughs> I'm like, "No." <laughs> so, to me, I wish I could take credit for that, but that was all Scott, man. He's a uh, you know, he's next level. He's also that guy though that can like say like I have a, this other song called Down at the Station and he was like, "Hey, play a guitar solo here." And I started like ripping, right? And I'm like, "Oh, that's killer." He's like, "Nah." <laughs> and, and, and I'll admit it. He basically sang like this solo to me. And I was like, I'll play it, but I don't even see how it fits. Like, I was so lost in the production. Mm-hmm. I basically just did what he said. And sure enough, like, he had it to where, like, all this, all the drums and different instrumentation came in right at the top of the guitar solo. And mm-hmm. to make my guitar solo just kind of elevate, even though it was real simple, it sounds huge. And, you know, so, yeah, you're right, man. Those guys. It's that's, a whole different skill. Yes, a absolutely. completely different skill. Absolutely. Yeah, so he's I- just... Yeah, he's just and, and I'm sure there's other guys like that. My but I'm a creature of habit. I find something I like in a relationship that works. I'm like, you man. You, you on every one of them from now on. <laughs> <laughs> that and he's not afraid to tell me that so I'll sorry, I, I'm kinda off on a tangent here, but yeah, you're fine. I was doing this guitar solo and there was this one lick I just had to have in there, right? And he was like, No, it's a great lick, it'll fit, but if you're gonna do it, do it right. Do it in tune and do it in time. I'm not moving it. So I was like, okay, cool. So I was sitting there trying this lick, trying this lick, go again, go again. He literally stands up, <laughs> turns off the power amps, turns off the speakers, starts powering down the computer. And I got my, <laughs> and I'm like still practicing. I look up and everything's off. I'm like, what are you doing? He goes you're not one takeaway here, man. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. It like hurt my feelings. But sure, and I was mad. I was angry. And then sure enough, the next morning we'd go back into the studio. First thing I did all day was that lick and I nailed it. He was right, so I was like, "All right, that's the that's why you pay these guys money." Is he's not afraid to be a little a little blunt, but you're not one takeaway here, man. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> so, that's awesome, but yeah, the mixing thing, I I can't help you on. I don't know how to do that, man.
0: Well, I mean, all of my mixes were sounding so muddy, and I I. I think it's because I was starting with the guitar tones first. I'm like, oh, it sounds massive. (laughs) You know, and then you start adding bass drums and bass and everything else. And now it's this very low, mid-rangey, muddy mess. Hmm. And I'm just like, what am I doing wrong here? And I wasn't controlling bottom end at all. I Mm -hmm. just, there's just way too much of it. So rather than trying to bring like mids and highs up and everything, I'm like I need to cut a bunch of stuff out. So it's like I've been basically I've just been going to YouTube
1: university for about, <laughs> about a month and a half. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, hey, I, I'm gonna get your cliff's notes on it after you learn it. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm too lazy. I'll just <laughs> I'll just I'll just call Scott Scott. But actually there's a guy in Bloomington um who's just super, super knowledgeable on that and he's learned it all just by just by doing you know hmm. and i could i could introduce you to him his name's nico he's su- hmm. super bright super yeah. bright super talented great drummer too but i mean just understands that that side of it as well that's just so out of my wheelhouse hmm. yeah i'd love to meet someone oh, no, like that no
2: somebody's coming to look at the cab uh, oh no uh, uh, go, uh, go! <laughs> i want the cab Hank. no
0: Tank, <laughs> no. Just start with new oh, phone. Okay. Who's this?
2: <laughs> I, I'm caught. I'm gonna drive back to his house and get it right now. Yeah, I know. I don't care if he's an hour away. I'm going to get it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if, if Venmo him a deposit. That's right. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, now geez. you got. So now you have to make that decision.
2: I know. I can't wait. Oh jeez. So I'm a, I'm on Travis side. Get the cab. You can always buy another rickabacker. I can find another rickabacker eventually, right? It's not yeah. like it's not like the cab. I'm not going to find another one of those cabs.
0: Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That, not that's not easily. That's where I'm at.
2: Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm going to do.
0: Even if you have to wait for a year and a half for that guitar? Mm-hmm. You can't you, wait a year and a half for Yeah, right. you can maybe 10 years on a
1: cab like that, if mm-hmm. at all. And I will say Brian will agree with me. Um, Brian, you are, whether or not you like it, an amp builder. You know, you have an amp. You've built several. Yeah. yeah. Um, Would you agree with me that the two biggest factors in an amp sound are output transformer and then number one, the speaker? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So a great speaker cab makes any good amp a great amp.
0: Cabinet, speaker, and output transformer is huge. Right. Absolutely. That
1: speaker slash cabinet. Yeah, man. To me, that's where it's at.
0: Yeah. So there you go, Blake. We've made your decision. <laughs> yeah,
2: I just told him. I told him i I was like, hey, I'll I'll do it. So we'll see what he says. <laughs>
0: <Awesome>. <laughs> so, on this podcast,
2: just <laughs> making dreams come true. Yeah. No, you guys are right though. That cat that cab's not coming up again. They didn't well, make very many of those things. Or you know he just getting
1: started. And you know what? Here's the thing. Now you can it's not it wasn't a spontaneous decision. We hashed it out with some. That's right. With some, with a tone expert and
2: Brian Wampler. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right?
0: yeah, right. That's right.
2: <laughs> they call, when you, also,
0: they call me the enabler.
2: <laughs> when you said that you you were talking about the IRs earlier, and you're like, oh, I got this one with Creambacks. I instantly had this flash of that cab in my head. I was like, Creambacks. Yeah, like, I don't cream have Creambacks. Cream backs.
0: <laughs> I love Creamback speakers for dirt stuff, man. It's just, I mean, I like other things too, but the Creamback speaker just has something completely different that you don't find in like a a a, a greenback or a vintage 30 or you know the, the common stuff that
1: most mm-hmm. people play yeah I don't know I really like them I tell you what, I always wanted to really like vintage 30s but for some reason I just I, I can't get behind them I like how tight they are don't mm-hmm. get me wrong but you know for some of the more vintage style tones I think they sound way too modern mm-hmm. yeah. yeah they're kind of crispy to me mm-hmm. a little
0: crispy
2: yeah. Yeah, I like them for certain things, but my, my go-to cab is a, well, for now, uh, <laughs> is a Marshall 212, and everyone says that the speakers that are in it, they're the uh, Celestion... Uh, G12H35s? Uh, 75s. 75s? Yes. mm mm-hmm. And everyone's right. like, "Those are only good for metal." And I'm like, "I don't. I use mm. it for everything." Yeah. yeah, I'd have to disagree with that. I yeah. use the G twelve
1: H thirty, G twelve H thirties in in my favorite cab. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I love them.
2: I think Absolutely. they. I think they can do everything. Honestly, yeah. like that's awesome. I, I, yeah, I do metal with it too, but n- right, n- but not, but not just, that. just. Yeah, no, no, no. Dude, no I can't no.
1: stop staring at your guitars on the wall. Is that oh. a Epiphone? Uh, oh. Is that wh- the one on your left shoulder, over your left shoulder. Oh,
2: the the red one? Yeah. That is a coronet? It's it's inspired by that. That is a guitar made by Kevin Equitz, uh, who's okay. in Nashville now. He used to be in California. Um and uh Yeah. It's uh I think he built that one actually when he was still in Cali. But yeah, it's okay. called the Rayburn. Nice. And it's yeah, it reminds a, me of
1: like a coronet.
2: It's, that was definitely one of his inspirations for it, nice. was the Coronet. I used
0: to have one of those in high school. It was did not give very good gas mileage, though. So.
1: No, that's a Clarinet. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: <laughs> or a Chevette. Chevette, that's what I'm thinking che- of. Chevette. Sorry.
2: Chevette Sorry. should get decent fuel economy. I think they were a <laughs> is, four-banger. Isn't
0: there a car named Dodge Coronet, though, <laughs> Yeah, or they're sweet, Oh, there
2: actually. is. Yeah,
1: okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. the Coronet. <laughs> I used, to, I used to know a guy with a chevette, and he would literally use that as a pickup line for girls. Say, <laughs> Hey, I got a vet. Can I pick you up? <laughs> and he would he'd roll up right in this this little chevette, dude. And he looked like I mean, it's the Wayne's World car, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, that's a Pacer, but
2: <laughs> okay. Hank said, "I because oh, this is this is where it gets tricky. Uh-oh. It's, it's getting tricky. So it's his it's his realtor that wants it." Mm. And his, and he is in the middle of trying to get another house. And, Sorry, it's gone. And uh, I was like, well, I don't want to ruin your relationship with your realtor, but I will take it if it's not going to like make him mad at you, <laughs> you know. And he's like, uh, he's pretty pragmatic. I think he'll understand. I probably have other people interested in it, so I don't know what that means exactly. Um, well, you know
1: what it means. So <laughs> here's the thing: tell him to get back. Tell him to get back at realtors because realtors are cutthroat. So That's you know right. what, let him be, you want to know why I too am a realtor. <laughs> <laughs> I have a real estate license. Realtors suck. Not really, <laughs> but I mean, they're, they're. let me just say they hustle harder than anybody I know.
2: <laughs> in but, a good way or? Uh, uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> in a way, in a, in a way. A way.
1: In no, I'm, I'm kidding. But um, yeah, man, hopefully he sells it to you. Wow, oh, fingers crossed. Yeah, because that who cares about I mean that realtor's gonna get their commission anyway, right? You know what I mean? I think mean? so.
2: I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be fine. It'll be all right.
1: We'll and see. I'll update
2: everybody next week on the saga <laughs> yeah, of the do. orange cab. Yeah, please do, man.
1: I gotta know. <laughs> Inquiring minds. There's there's gotta be there's gotta be a story here somewhere
0: where like, I would love to help you out with your realtor, but I can't <laughs> because
2: Gotta find a good excuse there. Yeah, that's true. Right. Or I just need to find this realtor and have a talk with him. <laughs> you know what I mean? One of those kind of talks. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like take you outside kind of talk. Just like, hey, you know, you seem like a good guy, responsible, family man. Right. You like your legs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, everyone. I would never threaten somebody over a piece of gear. Even a vintage orange cat. Well, I don't know. This is I'm a new situation. forward all these emails to you. <laughs> about
0: how much we so
2: man, this is the most we've talked about gear on this show in like seven months. I know.
1: And with Travis, usually I, there's I know, right? No gear talk with Travis. We had an agenda. We had we had actual problems to solve here. That's
2: true. That's true. We had, we had to get some higher gain tones and figure out which things to do. Yeah, we had a lot of a lot of things to sort out.
0: So Travis is playing am I allowed to talk about your upcoming gig Travis?
1: Which one?
2: <laughs> the the rural haggard gig. Oh. What? Man.
1: what? Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> what? I'm not promoting it because I'm just <laughs> go ahead.
0: So Travis <laughs> Travis is um going to throw his hat in the ring in the uh, um older country okay. genre, I well, suppose. It,
2: I'm, so I'm he's not, yeah.
0: you know, the rural haggard little Waylon Jennings, yeah. a little uh-huh. uh You know. Well, I wasn't
1: supposed to be the singer. I was and now I'm the singer.
0: (laughs) I don't
1: don't know these songs. I don't know the words. I don't know the melodies. I don't know the cadences. I don't I don't know what I'm doing. Have you been working on your accent though? (sighs) I don't think it it should get any worse.
2: I think it's
0: (laughs) already pretty bad. You have been in Martinsville for a while, which is very (laughs) similar to
2: a southern accent. (laughs) Yeah, but you know, like Waylon's more of a Texas sound, and you know, Merle, he's from California, so he didn't have like you know, right? He's from Bakersfield, right? But he
0: still had that Southern, that that Nashville draw,
2: though. A, a little bit, a little bit. I I've been listening to, uh, you you know, you ought to check out that if you really want to get educated on the the whole country thing, Travis. You got to check out this podcast called Cocaine and Rhinestones.
1: I've yes, I've heard of it. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Absolutely. It's yeah. phenomenal.
2: But yeah, he, he goes in depth. So you'll like hear all the, like, I'm a fan of the genre and I'm mm-hmm. learning stuff every single episode. I'm like, oh, I never picked that out before. Like, That's whoa, awesome. listen to that. So it's pretty, pretty amazing.
1: That's um, awesome. i have to check it out, man. I, I've heard of it. I know someone else that listens to it and they told me, or no, they posted it on their Facebook page. And I was like, uh, I was like, ah, i have to check that out. So it's, okay. it's, it's amazing.
0: They talk about like guitar tones. Or they talk about how they wrote the song or what, what's that? Yes, all of it.
2: All of it. All of it. So they'll like go into, so he does different things. So last time, last season was more of a, every episode would like focus on a person or a song perhaps. Mm -hmm. Um, And this one, it's been a a whole primer. The season two has been a whole primer leading up to like an in-depth discussion of George Jones and his career and like dissecting different people like there's there was an episode on basically most of the episode seemed to hinge on cuz some people think that George Jones ripped off Johnny Paycheck uh sonically okay and he went on to like discuss why that couldn't be the case and like d- took all these old recordings and like listen to how George is singing this part and this is and Johnny Paycheck didn't start doing this until this date you know like okay. all these different things and he really gets into the Sonics and like how they recorded. There's a whole episode on the Nashville sound discussing how they got the Nashville sound and what that actually means. It's just, it's mm. so interesting. Even if people don't like country music, it's like, this is just kind of, if you're a fan of music, it's fascinating. You know? Nice.
1: I, I always like looking into that kind of stuff. I, I, I'm I more hip to it on like a, from like a soul music genre. Like mm-hmm. for instance, Two voices. One thing you will never be able to unhear is, I don't know how much you ever listened to to Sam Cooke.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. oh, yes. Yes.
1: Now, I I challenge you to listen to, there's a any any record by Sam Cooke, but there's one called Live at the Harlem Nightclub. Mm-hmm. Listen to that record and then go listen to anything that Steve Perry has ever sang on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh I swear like Uh like it's one of those things you listen to it you're like it's like he sat there and just like guitarists would learn other people's licks it's like he sat in front of a Sam Cooke record and learned all his licks right and I mean why wouldn't you Sam Cooke's incredible and Steve Perry is probably my favorite like rock ballad ear or whatever from that Mm -hmm. from that genre or that era so it's like I don't mean any disrespect if anything it's a compliment but like I like I like that kind of thing, man. I listen to that, and it's like, "Oh my God, that's Sam Cook all the way." So mm-hmm. I challenge you
2: to do that. It, it's fun. If you yeah, like I love bands. Sam Cook. It gives me feelings. There's yeah. certain singers <laughs> that that like you hear them go, and you're like, "How? How is that even physically possible that yeah. you can do that?" It's another insane. one.
1: Another one to check out is listen to some old Donny Hathaway, especially that live record. Okay. And then after you listen to Donny Hathaway, go listen to early Stevie Wonder. Okay. And I think you'll find a parallel there. By the way, Stevie Steve Wonder's not blind. But go ahead. That's I wonder. I've seen what? him catch stuff. I've seen He's him catch blind. things. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I I, I can't so, even catch things. I'm when still I'm it, blind. I'm 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 still putting it together the proof, Brian. But I'm going to have an expose
2: one day. <laughs> it, I've seen some. I've seen Me some convincing too. arguments. that Me Stevie, too.
1: Me too. You see him people, like what was the one? Catch the mic stand.
2: Yes. yes. The mic, the mic <laughs> yeah. stands falling over and he reaches out and grabs it.
1: It, it, it grabs it. Right. And mm-hmm. there's no way you could hear it falling because there's a full band playing behind him. And it, like Paul McCartney knocks it over and he catches it. And it's like, what? huh? That. And like, you talk to some of like, uh, I don't know. I could go on forever, but apparently like he's a phenomenal photographer. Like you'll go to his house. <laughs> wait, what? Yeah. Wait, how, does that, how does that work? So like people have been to his house and they'll see all these pictures like, oh, that's beautiful. And I guess like people will be like, yeah, Stevie took that. <laughs> it's
2: like, what? Like, wait, huh? huh? <laughs> I don't he know. He framed
1: it up just right. <laughs> yeah, right.
2: Or was it just a video and they cut a frame <laughs> out of it? Screen cap. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, no, I just like get people going by saying that because, man, there's some stuff out there. But I mean, you could literally make an argument for anything and someone will find some way to present some evidence, air quotes, evidence mm-hmm. in, in, a, in a way to where you're like, hmm, maybe the earth is flat. Wait a minute. <laughs> the, earth, the earth
2: is flat and there's a metal zone in the vaccine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There might be a metal zone in it though. Uh, if Actually, that's
1: the case, I'm getting I'm getting my, my fourth round. That's right.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Maybe mm-hmm. you get a good two screamer this yeah, time. Yeah.
1: Right. <laughs> I need more when's, mids.
0: Yeah, when's the marshals come out in the vaccines? That's yeah. the one I want.
2: I'm not getting it until we get the big muff pie version. <laughs>
1: I love it. Have you seen the ones where people are sticking car keys to themselves? Have yeah, you seen this? Yes. Oh, it's fantastic. And that's all another guy say, now I'm going to try baby powder. And he puts baby powder on his arm <laughs> so, and then it puts it and the key falls right off. He goes, you know what? I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. He's,
0: he's, if it's the one I'm thinking of, he's like, I'd like to publicly apologize. Yep. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and, the, and the thing is, it's so
0: funny because he was so sure. He was so sure it was going to work. And then one of the comments, like he's done several videos. On I think this is a TikTok thing. He's done several videos on it. And one of the, one of the commenters was like, yeah, put baby powder on your arm, then try that. And so this was like, you know, mm-hmm. a rebuttal. So he did it and it fell off. And he tried first for like 30 seconds and it wasn't doing anything. <laughs> And he like just looked at his arm, kinda of looked down, and then he's like, I'd like to make a public apology.
1: <laughs> yeah. I saw it too. <laughs> on
0: TikTok. It was like such a look of defeat.
2: <laughs> Brian, didn't didn't somebody in your life like come up and try to stick something my, on you?
0: My son, yeah. As soon as I got my vaccine, he took a magnet off the off the uh, refrigerator, stuck it to my arm, I'm like, Really, dude? <laughs> really?
1: I love that kid, man. He's awesome.
0: He just turned twenty one this week, so it's been interesting oh, oh geez awesome.
1: Woo. I, don't, I don't think I've seen him in about a year but when he was yeah. up, he was in my hood that's true yeah. yeah he was around there doing some work yep
0: yep I haven't well, I've seen them, but it's not been for good reasons. <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> <no>. <laughs>
0: you owe me
2: money, kid. Give me my money. I'm gonna break your leg, <laughs> but in a loving way. Yeah, right. <laughs> my dad, he he broke my bones in a loving way. It was
0: nice of him. So I do have um, kind of switching topics a little bit. I I put out a video about the Bluesbreaker. I mm-hmm. saw that, and and I'm I'm a little confused because periodically over time, I like when I put out a video to asking for topics, I'll get a lot of people like, oh, you should do technical stuff. I love it when you do the technical stuff. I love it when you sp- explain circuits. So I'm like, all right, I've done a few of these before. They seem to do really good. I'm going to do one on the Blues Breaker. And then I'm watching the metrics, and I'm like, why is this doing so terrible? Hmm. Um, and the, And the weird thing is, Oh, it's got like twenty thousand views now. It should have about forty thousand comparatively. and um, there's it's like almost a hundred percent positive comments, you know, a, a, several hundred comments, only two thumbs down, which is pretty unheard of for that number. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's like there's not you' usually there's more haters than that right. So I'm like I'm like surely like YouTube isn't penalizing me for not posting for five weeks or whatever. Maybe. Maybe it's just too long. Maybe pe- what people really think they want, they don't actually want. You know, like mm. you get into it, they're like, "This is gonna be great," and then about ten minutes into it, they're like, "Oh my
1: god, not another capacitor! This <laughs> is gonna be done." Check. <laughs> Have you tried having people make trick shots for money? <laughs> no, but I did check my ass. That didn't work either. <laughs> that, that works on some platforms. Apparently, it doesn't. Doesn't didn't work on. YouTube for me. I don't know. This Mr. Beast guy, he does really well and he just gives out money in exchange for trick shots. That's right. And he sends people cheeseburgers from his ghost <laughs> yeah. kitchens. That's right. Yeah.
0: He's much more talented than
2: I am now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think he's just younger. Cuter. Is
2: that, is, has is more that,
1: hair. Hmm. <laughs>
2: So this, this got weird on the YouTube thing though. <laughs> there's, I so this has been a big topic. I just had Ryan from Demos in the Dark on the podcast, and oh boy, we went off on some some YouTube stuff, and uh, people are really they feel very passionately about this this particular oh, episode. Okay. Is that live <laughs> oh, so, yet? So it's yeah, live? it's live. It's live now.
0: I'll have to, I'll have to check it out.
2: So he made a he basically kind of went we well we were just talking you know it's pretty free form and he started talking about that video that uh shane from in the blues did oh the one
0: about paid uh
2: paid stuff Mm -hmm. and you know ryan's whole thing and i kind of i agree with him in a lot of ways is you know it's they really took a kind of a complex thing and made it black and white you know where it's like check the box anytime you ever get anything ever. And, you know, Henning was in it. And I understand everybody's different perspectives on it. I do. Um, But I realized it, like, put me into this really funny, weird gray area because I've only done a handful of demos that were like, I'm going to send you this to do a demo. You know, usually Mm -hmm. it's like, hey, I want to send you this. Check it out. Let me know what you think. And there's no kind of, uh, I'm sure they would like it if I talked about it in various places on the internet. Mm -hmm. There's no kind of obligation tied to it. Like, yeah, here, check this pedal out and uh, let me know what you think, and I'll tell them what I think about it. And well, thank you very much for letting me check this pedal out. You want me to send it back? No, it's, o- it's okay. Um, so You're then right. you know, if I in six months decide to do a demo on it, is that then paid? Because mm-hmm. by their definition, it is, and I don't know that that necessarily fits what right. do you guys no.
1: think? You mean to the listener is that paid i, I see what you mean
2: yeah, yeah exactly if it was like right. never if it was an exchange of this is the question i'm trying to wrap my head around if it was never if you did get something sent to you and it was never a it was never like hey we're going to send you this please make a video with it okay right. i'll do that and it was just hey we want you to check this out and then in you know some random time like oh i'll make a video on that why not is that paid
1: yeah, it gets a little iffy. I don't yeah, know. I, my, I mean, my first inkling without any thought, you know, is why you did the video. If you did the video just for content, maybe, but if you did it just because you want to showcase it because you liked it, then absolutely not. It's just something that you have. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. That is tricky. I wouldn't view it as paid because they didn't send you the pedal in exchange for a video. Yeah. Right. to
0: me paid feels like here is this pedal that this company sent me that they want me to demo and here is the demo mm-hmm.
1: right and then there's a lot of people I'm not going to mention any names because I don't I don't know their business practices and how it worked but when I worked with when I worked with Brian um you yeah, know these guys might not even be relevant anymore but when I worked with Brian that's whenever because when I first started working for Brian it was still gearman dude. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah, that was the demo. You know what I mean? And then it started getting. You know, Andy from worked at PGS, and he kind of started doing his thing, and you know, influencing other people. Brett Kingman. Brett Kingman
0: was just starting out around there. So,
1: so the world was really changing then. You know, and we would send pedals to people you know what i mean and, and i hope you don't mind me telling you this, no no but, i mean yeah, no, yeah, that's, yeah that's how you that's marketing yeah and you know? sometimes you know granted when i was working there um whether brian did it or not i know i personally did not ever say we will pay somebody to do a demo there were times we'd send them a pedal in a, in exchange for that but i know that there are some people out there that charge yeah
0: and I was going to say, times have changed since then, Of course, Travis. no, I know. No, no, no. no, I know. I'm just trying to it's say- it's paid to play anymore. You no, know, I, I know it is
1: 100%. So I guess what I'm getting at in a, in a very, very long roundabout way is if they're not contacting you and saying, I will pay you X amount of dollars or I am only sending you this pedal in exchange for a video, then no, it's not paid. That's my, that's my input on it. Whether or not you can convince other people that, who knows, but just because there's so many people out there that do do that. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I wouldn't consider that paid, but I, I see what you're saying.
2: Yeah. It's a, just a big question right now. I and mean, we, we, you know, I, I said a lot of things on there and I got done with it. And I'm like, I'm not sure if I'm a hundred percent on that or not. Now that I think about it, you know, mm-hmm. like, mm. you know, like it, it, it's it just, I do agree with Ryan though, in that, that particular video that that in the blues put out with all those other people, they made it very black and white. You know, because there'll be times, and this is a, this is not a problem. I'm not complaining about this, but there'll be times like, Hey, uh, give me your address. And I, I, what I said to Ryan in a text was, I don't know if they're sending me a t-shirt or methamphetamine. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to send me, you know? All right? <laughs> and, uh, and so is that payment? I, I kind of don't think it is. I've sent stuff. I've, you know, I've done pedal projects and I've sent stuff to people just because I wanted them to. I wanted them to check it out, right? You know, and I don't expect them to do anything with it. Well,
1: I mean, back in the early days um, of the Chasing Tone podcast, (laughs) it was so funny, and Brian is still this way, I'm sure, and I bet you're you're this way too. But you know, my wife would say, "I have to throw some of these T-shirts away. You're getting too many (laughs) T-shirts." But in the emails, it would say, "Hey." can I send you a t-shirt? It'd be really cool if you wore it in the on the podcast. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So but closets <laughs> full of just yeah, I know, nothing dude. but black. I know. <laughs> so funny. But, but so but I yeah. Yeah, I know you're dealing with that too. So yeah, I have no idea what
2: they're sending me. Probably a t-shirt.
1: I,
0: yeah, I don't really get t-shirts anymore.
2: <laughs> I, just, I, I know that there was this one time before this other guy was on a a podcast. He might have sent a T-shirt and allegedly some alcoholic beverages. I
0: don't know who. Would have. Yeah, you did send us some good beer.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome.
0: Yeah, because
1: I, I was in my time and like this doesn't taste like Bud Light. <laughs> the hell is it? I'll never forget what your gateway beer was away from Bud Light. Oh, what
2: some was coo- it? coogs. Coug- right. of official beer of rigs of dad. Yeah, yes. dude. It was so. It
1: was so funny because it was it was a scorching hot summer day, and I came over with my wife, and we had some some coogs, mm-hmm. and Brian's like, "What's that?" And I was like, "Like lemon sugar water," <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, "I don't know," and, I, and he goes this isn't bad. And I was like, yeah, there's a lot of other things out there other than Bud Light. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Fast forward to seven years I'm going from store to store, looking for specific kinds of IPA. I'm looking for a dark IPA mm-hmm. with this certain type of hops,
2: please. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Hipster. Yep.
1: Yep. Oh, speaking of realtors, I I'll probably tell you her name off, off microphone, but there's a popular realtor here in Martinsville. <laughs> and I went into uh I went into a liquor store, the big red on Morgan. <laughs> and it's just like it's it's a small town country liquor store. They got like <laughs> probably eight or nine different beers in there. Right. And she went off, dude. She went off on them. You had the worst wine selection I've ever seen. <laughs> and I looked around, I, and I literally looked at her, I said, man, there's literally holes in the floor. <laughs> 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 and there are. I don't know. The last time you've been in there, Brian? it a bit. There's literally holes that a child, granted, a child can't go in this facility, but a child's foot would fall through and get stuck in. Like you have to, you have to like move around them strategically. <laughs> I, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> so, sorry, but yeah, yeah.
0: The uh, the liquor stores here in Martinsville, because this is a lot like. Uh, a nasty Mayberry, <laughs> 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 sort of like that. Throw, mix Mayberry in with meth, kind of like that. Okay, um, and so yeah, it's it's not it's not really classy. Not a, not a not no. a. Hit. It's not like Portland,
2: you know. This <laughs> is <laughs> The worst wine selection, ma'am. There the are holes in the floor,
1: <laughs> ma'am. There are literally holes in the floor because mm-hmm. I, I knew her from you know the the real estate thing, and right, and she just kind of looked at me, and it was kind of like an acknowledgement but still kind of pissed off about it right (laughs) just like like, whatever the man behind the counter only has three teeth like (laughs) the man behind the counter is literally a 90 year old woman (laughs) (laughs) i'm not joking i'm not joking it's amazing (laughs)
2: <laughs> God. i knew we'd get here to the po- this point of the podcast eventually yeah, fault, if we just kept camera. talking i'm i'm this is what i've been waiting for
0: so so do we keep this for uh the patreon content or do we uh do we continue that's the question I'm, I'm thinking we might
2: break for patreon break for patreon yeah let's do it let's break for patreon okay
0: all right guys i don't know what that means thanks for joining me on this podcast if you want to Check out the fun part. Go to Patreon. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Chasing Tone Podcast. As always, if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, you can email podcast at WamplerPedals.com. That goes direct to me. Blake, you can email info at tonemob.com. And to reach Travis, that's Tfeaster at GCPro.com. If you'd like to show your support for the show, the simplest and free way to do that is just simply share the podcast with a friend, leave a review and a rating wherever you normally get your podcasts. You can also check out Blake's podcast called The Tone Mob. Make sure you check out WobblerPedals.com for blogs and videos and, of course, guitar pedals. And also, if you'd like to hear the post-podcast conversations and to get even more content, check out our Patreon at patreon.com backslash Chasing Tone Podcast. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week.